0: we know? How could you know? <laughs> <laughs> because we're told, so. Yeah, that's right. Those are in the Bible. Because we're currently breathing. We are currently breathing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's <laughs> a really good <laughs> point. Well, we know that <laughs> <we're not>. Any <laughs> other ideas? <laughs> Those are really good ideas. So, yeah, so it says oh. in the Bible for instance mm-hmm. that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ is Jesus here, yeah. So that's quite a Good one, isn't it? Because whilst we were rebelling against the commands of God, our creator, um, Jesus died as a perfect sacrifice for us, taking the punishment that we deserve. And that's really amazing. But how does God show his ongoing love for us? Rainbows. Rainbow, yes. Rainbows <laughs> is the next one. Yeah, the, oh, the, the covenant. Yeah, mm-hmm. creation, that's one way. What like. but about protecting us? And not wiping us out. We're Not my out being annoying, yeah, have have rescuing us difficult situations. No, we're about situation. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, providing for us day to day, so providing breath for us, like Toby said, or like we pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Dending breath, Dending breath, yeah. And another way is lavishing us with gifts. And that is what we're gonna talk about today. We are gonna talk about some of the gifts God gives us, specifically the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, here's another question for you. Can you remember, or do you know, what Jesus says in the Bible is the greatest commandment? Oh, no. Yes, Louis? Love my neighbour. That's the second one. Number Does one. anyone know number one? Don't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> you to have yes. Yes. That's right, yes. Love God. With all your heart and mind and soul and strength, and then the second one is love your as yourself. Correct? Yes. Okay, <laughs> Doing So it's because God has loved us that we are called to love God and love our neighbours. Um, and our neighbours, by the way, is anyone we come into contact with, not as in the people we live next door. Just checking. Made up. So it's out of gratitude for what God did for us and what God continues to do for us. And as Christians, we're commanded to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength and love our neighbour as ourselves. But that is actually a pretty tall order, isn't it? Very difficult to do by ourselves. And this is one of the functions of the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit is described as our helper. And the Holy Spirit helps us to love God And the Holy Spirit helps us to love our neighbours. So when we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, those are grace gifts, so gifts that don't deserve, we're just given out of God's love. And they're given in love to Christians to help us know and display God's love. So does anyone know any of the things that in the Bible are described as gifts of the Spirit? Put up your hands. Yes. Tongue's one of them. Tongues is one of them, yes. Yeah, totally. Prophecy. Prophecy is one of them, yeah. Anyone know any other ones? There's quite a few of them actually. Yes, Lily. Is healing? Healing is one of them, yeah. Any do, does anyone know any others? Yeah? Word, wisdom. Yeah, yeah, wisdom is one of them, yeah. Any others? Yeah, you've done really well in naming them. I'll read out a whole load of a whole list. They're not like in the Bible, they're not kind of in one list in the bible but this is kind of like a combination of a couple of places where they're written about so we've got prophecy you said that uh serving um like being a deacon uh teaching encouraging or exhorting as it puts it we've got giving we've got leadership or literally guiding people we've got mercy words of wisdom We said that one didn't we uh words of knowledge as well faith healing you said that didn't you lily Uh, Miraculous powers, uh, discerning of spirits, we've got speaking in tongues, You said that Claire, Um, interpretation of tongues as well, and helps. Plural. Not just help, but helps. (laughs) (laughs) And we can read about them in a letter that Paul, who was one of the leading apostles of the early church, wrote to the church that was in Corinth, Um, as well as we can read about them in the letters of the Roman church as well. And some of these, like mercy or giving or leadership, sound like things that people might be good at anyway without the help of the Holy Spirit. But what we're talking about here is the Holy Spirit giving us this inward assurance, confidence and inspiration to do all of these things in a godly way and in a way that God wants to bear witness to God's love. So, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are a witness to the truth of God's word the Bible so that you can believe his promises that he loves you and that he's gone to prepare a place for you when you die. Because you don't really tend to believe anything without some kind of proof. There are a lot of people in this world that really hope that they will go to heaven when they die. They hope that they've been good enough in this life to avoid hell. But actually without the revelation of the Holy Spirit that they are sinners and can never be good enough. And without turning away from their sinfulness and putting their trust in Jesus, it's just wishful thinking. But the Holy Spirit, it reveals the truth of the gospel to us. And it seals the hope that we have in God into an assurance in our hearts. And the gifts given by the Holy Spirit aren't magic tricks. I mean, miraculous signs was one of them, but they're not magic tricks there for a purpose, and that's to demonstrate God's awesome power, which was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, pretty powerful, and they demonstrate God's love for his children and through his children, God's love for those they come into contact with. And the spiritual gifts are intrinsically tied up with love in the Bible, so who recognises this bit of the Bible? Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So if you've ever been to any weddings, you may recognize that, because it's really commonly read at weddings, And when they read it, I guess people quite often really focus on love. But what you might have noticed is that amidst all of the talk of love, it's woven in the names of different spiritual gifts. So it mentions the gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy, wisdom, words of knowledge, faith and miraculous signs like moving mountains and giving money to the poor, which is also one of them. And this passage in the Bible is like in the middle of Paul writing about spiritual gifts. So the chapter before is talking about spiritual gifts and how they're kind of distributed throughout the church by the Holy Spirit. Um, And the chapter afterwards is talking about how to prophesy and speak in tongues. And this is because the gifts of the Holy Spirit are grace gifts given in love to Christians to help us know and display God's love. There's the common good for building up the church. In um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, it says, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So from this, the good news is, if you are a Christian, you have been given the Holy Spirit. This is what Ephesians 1.13 says, And you also became God's people when you heard the true message, the good news that brought your salvation. You believed in Christ, and God put his stamp of ownership on you by giving you the Holy Spirit he promised. The Spirit is the guarantee that we shall receive what God has promised his people, and this assures us that God will give complete freedom to those who are his. Let us praise his glory. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so the Holy Spirit—it's the stamp of God's ownership. It says, "This is my child, brought into my family, cleansed from all sin because of Jesus' sacrifice, and protected by the power of Jesus, who's far above any ruler, authority, or power." For any. And the Holy Spirit shows that. And the Holy Spirit is also given as a guarantee, the proof. So. What's like a really fancy car that you might want to buy?
1: Aston Martin. It a <laughs> What? A Tesla? Tesla. 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 <laughs> so
0: if you wanted to buy a Tesla, a Tesla. how much do you think <laughs> that would cost? Uh, more than I have. More than I have. Lots and crazy. lots of <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> way so too much. So if you wanted to buy one of these cars, that you would have to put down like a deposit to prove that you were actually serious about buying one of these cars. And also to prove that you are actually prepared to pay the full price for it. And God's gift of the Holy Spirit is like the proof that He is, and indeed was, prepared to pay the full price for us, to rescue us and set us free from sin and death. Let's praise His glory. All right! (laughs) Right. Right. Rainbow! So,
1: back to the Holy Spirit
0: (laughs) and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So each of you that's a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. And the other good news is that each of you as a Christian has some measure of of a gift of the Holy Spirit. Because each of you has been given the faith to believe in God. That is like a, a gift from the Spirit. And not everyone has or will have all of these gifts of the Spirit. There's another part of 1 Corinthians that talks about us being a body, um, us like as a church, not meaning just like King's Church or whatever church you go to, but like the worldwide Christian church. Some of you are hands, some of you are feet. Uh, Eyes, ears, opposite. teeth, bottoms. <laughs> First, uh, but read 1 Corinthians 12, like <laughs> the special honor which should be given to the bottoms amongst the fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> That's are they like the peasantry? train? No. Like the other people he let down, but you're sort of like, maybe stay over there. We might talk about that later. <laughs> let's, not, let's not digress too much. So, in terms of like, how they're distributed to different people... Take... She's shoving her feet in her face. It's I, kind of li- hard thing sh- sh- father, who's generous, Jesus said this. Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom and spiritual gifts. And Jesus said this as well. So, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, so <laughs> <and him>. <laughs> <snake. No. laughs> okay. but you'd know it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what if, if you really then, like then though you're evil? know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? There's nothing the Holy Spirit would love more than for you to exercise the gifts to build up the church, to help the poor, to encourage the downhearted, or to point the sinner in the direction of salvation. He'd love you to know and display God's love. So, going back to uh, the, the passage from the wedding, you know, the wedding passage thing. How should those big gifts that it mentions come from a place of love? I'm going to talk about to you about the gift of tongues. First of all, <coughs> what does this actually mean? Because it's kind of a bit of a weird thing to say in English, isn't it? So when we say the gifts of tongues, it kind of covers a couple of things. Sometimes it means like the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of speaking another language that you've never learned, as in like a human language. So, the spirit will come on Josie, and she will be able to speak fluent Russian. (laughs) This is obviously just an example, because Josie does speak of Russian already, but this does happen from time to time. And also, this might be something that you've encountered a little bit more, is that, um, People speak in what, what we call like a, a heavenly language, so in the passage it talks about both the languages of men and angels, and um, um, this is the language of angels, I suppose, so it's praying in a language that comes from the Holy Spirit, which we don't sort of understand the exact direct meaning of, but we kind of feel what it means in our spirit, and this helps us worship God, when mere English would not be enough, or whatever language you normally speak. And it helps us, love God, this, this is the like, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength this kind of using personal tongues to worship God, that, that's kind of what that is covering. Um, and sometimes it's declaring something out loud in an angelic language in church, and we've heard that every now and again. And, so, and that's like having someone with the other gift, which is interpretation of tongues, that they, they come and they... Give the message that has been said in a, in a heavenly language, and then they give it in English or whatever, so that you can understand it. And if you've ever been in church when that's happened, you may have noticed that it kind of like triggers a wave of praise throughout the congregation afterwards. It, there's just something about the Holy Spirit using that gift to, um, that sort of triggers off further praise. So that's really cool, and that truly does build up the church, I think. So that's really cool. What about wisdom? Have you ever had a difficult decision that you were wrestling with and you didn't know what to do? What you need is God's wisdom in the situation. This is what this gift is about. Knowing God's will for a situation, knowing the direction for the situation and speaking into the situation as like an antidote to the wisdom of the world which tells us that might is right and greed is good. Again, it's a reflection of... God's love and God's protection for us. So God speaks through people with this gift because he cares for us and doesn't want us straying into bad lands. So the church and the world badly need people that will speak with God's wisdom into situations. This is something we should eagerly desire in order to build up an impact, build up a wider church. And the final one I'm going to go into in detail is about prophecy. So prophecy is like a divine revelation of God's purposes. In 1 Corinthians 1, 1.3, it says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. This is massively comforting if you're going through hard times, maybe as an individual, or maybe the church is going through like persecution or something. So I've had times where i felt like God has forgotten me, that God doesn't see that i'm suffering or upset or like in distress and i've prayed about it and someone in the church has then brought a prophecy either you know up front where sometimes people just speak them out to the congregation or sometimes people have actually brought it to me personally and they haven't known that this thing is bothering me they haven't known that i'm feeling bad about it and yet god knows and you know, that's really spoken into the situation and it, it lifts up your heart. And God cares about you and loves you, and He hears you when you cry out to Him for help. So if you ask for and use the gift of prophecy, you'll be able to convey this love that God has for people. You'll be able to comfort them, that God knows them inside out, knows what you're thinking, what you're worried about, what, what concerns you. And you'll reassure them that God is moving in that situation, that God knows what the outcome is, that God's got it in hand. And this is powerful in the church, but equally powerful for people that don't yet know God and how much he loves them. So imagine if you, for instance, received a prophecy for someone at school and they haven't told you the difficult things they're going through, but, you know, God knows about it. So imagine that person going from despair one moment to realizing that the God who made the universe knows about them and cares about them and actually has a plan for their life. This is just such a powerful spiritual gift, and it's so, it's so much a display of God's love. Like, the reason Paul tells us to eagerly desire these spiritual gifts is because we eagerly desire to. Did you? No, no, no. It's my stomach. The reason Paul tells us to spiritual gifts is because he wants us to like be part of this whole building up the church. He wants to build the church up with us and through us and that he uses us for this at all is just really cool, really, really cool. <coughs> so I just want you to kind of grab hold of that. And these are just a few of the ones that I've mentioned here. But if you think about all of the other ones I listed at the beginning, it doesn't take much more kind of thinking and explanation to see how every single one of those gifts of the Holy Spirit is a grace gift and how it is given in love to us to help us know and display God's love. Excellent. So I'm gonna pray now for us, and um, and then L- Neil's gonna lead us in some worship. So let's all pray. Father God, I pray that you would help us be filled with your love, to understand the depths of your love for us, and be filled with love for others around us so that we would eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we would eagerly desire to have that power within us to, to carry out your will to show people your love and your power, to demonstrate to people that you are a God who knows them and loves them and that Your kingdom is coming here on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen.